Hi, Shannon Waller here, and welcome to Inside Strategic Coach with Dan Sullivan. Dan, we got a phenomenal email from a client the other day, and I had the pleasure of talking to him on the weekly planning call. His name is Connor Gallagher, and he raised a point that you found very insightful, as did I. He made a distinction by the fact that there is simplicity on the near side of complexity, in other words, before you knew about something. So he was talking about before he started coach. And then there is simplicity on the far side of complexity. And I just thought that would be a great conversation to have because I think, you know, before you experience something, you think you know how it's going to play out. But then afterwards, you have a very different experience after going through it. So I'd love to get your take on simplicity on the near side of complexity versus the simplicity on the far side of complexity. Yeah. Well, the term complexity in our age is always associated with new technology. In other words, uh, life has become complex, life has become confusing, life has become complicated. And the reason is because there has been a rapid increase in the acceleration of new technology, the rate of new technology being introduced into every area of human activity now has a growing technological component. And the people who design the technology oftentimes are very, very ignorant of the impact on the lives and the thinking and the adjustment of people who are using the technology or who will be impacted by the technology, okay? One of our most recent examples of this has been in customs and immigration because we travel between two countries on a regular basis, between Canada and the United States. You have it, I have it, and a lot of our people have what's called Nexus, which is really, really quite simple technology going from Canada to the United States. You just put your passport into a machine and they do a picture identification of your face and out comes your piece of paper that gets you through the customs line. I found really, really good going out, but coming back in from the United States to Canada, it's really complicated. The machine is really complicated. And it asks if you're traveling as a twosome, then you have to have a special card and you have to do the card. And then they have a camera that goes up and down and views your face. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the way out, you just look at a place and it doesn't have to move. You don't have to adjust yourself. And then when that's all done, you still have to wait in line for a human to ask you all sorts of questions. And it's related to the technology and it's also related to the unusual complexity that came about because of COVID and the lockdowns of COVID. There will be a point, I mean, it was really simple before COVID, then it got really complicated during COVID. And now gradually in a year or so, they'll have the technology worked out and it'll be much simpler. Mm -hmm. And if they don't change it for the next five years, then it'll get simpler and simpler. So one of the things is why things are simple before complexity kicks in Mm. is that people have gotten used to a routine or they've gotten used to a way of doing things And it's very simple for them, and it hasn't changed. But then when a new technology is introduced, 
they're back to the square one and it's really difficult. And then they get to the point where they adjust to the new technology. And instead of being complicated, it's easy. Instead of being confusing, it's clear. And instead of being complex, it's simple. And you hope that they just hit upon a technology that once they're through with this, that they can just live with for five years or so. Mm-hmm. And if you're dealing with government, the reason for the change in technology has nothing to do with you. Mm. It has to do with what they want to know about you. <laughs> True. Okay. So all technologies that are related to government and even big corporations, I think big corporations who aren't especially connected to their customers, they make all sorts of technological changes that have no benefit whatsoever mm. to the individuals that they're impacting. So I think this is the reason. Now, the real trick with a simple, complex, simple is have simple before complexity, simple during complexity, and simple after complexity. Mm, interesting. And I think that's what we pulled off in Coach. Mm-hmm. I think we were confronted where all of our business was taken away because of the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're a company that totally depended on people traveling and sitting in a physical room at a workshop. And in a matter of a, a weekend, that was all taken away from us, our entire way of making a business. Well, that introduces certain complexities into a business environment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little stressful, a few stressful ones. Mm-hmm. And then once we discovered Zoom, it got very simple. As you said, we took a coffee break, (laughs) which I think is a great example, and really did figure out how to do so much of what we were doing stayed the same, which was really cool. It simply was a different, as you like to call Zoom, a different transportation system. And then it got really simple. You know, as long as we can get people in a Zoom room and do our breakouts, we were golden. So we were able to do that. I find it really fascinating that this is people's experience of the program when they come in too. Like, as you said, they'd really gotten used to a certain way of doing things. Then when they hit something like the entrepreneurial time system, a free focus and buffer days or unique ability, it's a whole other thing to master. And it sounds simple, not necessarily easy to do at the beginning because there's so many habits that have to change. And then once someone has really, as our friend Connor said, surrendered to to the concepts and tools, then it really does become simple again. And I just found that it's such an interesting explanation of even the experience of going through coach tools, which are thinking technology, more so necessarily than, you know, technology, technology. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well... I got really interested in this in the 1960s and 1970s. And I I think especially when all the biggest breakthrough that was happening on the technological front was simplified down to one new understanding of how the world was going to be. And the word was microchip. Mm. Okay. And that started being used 1972, 73. They called it the integrated circuits. They have all sorts of names, but it had taken a particular physical form of a chip. You know, it was a little like this, and it had all sorts of interesting designs on it. They were actually beautiful. I mean, I've seen gallery shows where they're just blown up pictures 
in color of microchips from the early 1970s, 1980s. And they're works of art. They're spectacularly beautiful. Anyway, but the microchip promised to do two things, that it could be applied to every existing invention in the world. Think of the kitchen tools that you had 30 years ago and the ones that are now powered by microchips. You know, just everything in your house that is now microchip driven and then every other part of your life, your work life and everything, everything is increasingly powered and enabled by microchips. So a particular article I read at that time, and I reread it about 20 times from the New York Times in 1973, said this is going to be the greatest invention so far. And the reason is it can be used to improve every other single invention that we have. And the invention itself can be used on itself. So one particularly powerful microchip can be used to create even more powerful microchips. And then those new microchips are applied to everything else. And beyond that, it also creates entirely new inventions and creates entirely new tools. We're doing our this particular podcast on a technology, a computer that did not exist in 1973. There were no personal computers in 1973. And probably the best of the personal computers, which is Apple, and the amazing software that's been created. And then the internet was created. And then Zoom was created. And all that has happened, okay? But what I began to see is the life is going to become incredibly disruptive. It's going to become complicated, conflicted, confusing, complex. For people who don't have any way of thinking about this, and they don't develop new ways of adjusting to it and taking advantage of it. So if you want to really get a sense of how this relates to strategic coach, Strategic coach is a way of thinking about a world of increasing technology in a way that it never gets more complicated for you. So as complicated as it gets for everyone else and complex for everyone else, it always stays simple for people who are in strategic coach. And actually their great value to the complicated world is that they are a source of simplicity in every business and industry in the world where everything's getting more complicated because of technology. But for strategic coach clients, it's always simple. Wow, Dan, that's amazing. I just realized what I've been up to for the last 40 years. <laughs> no kidding. You know, it basically coaches how to stay simple in an increasingly complicated world. Yeah. I can listen to all the profits of how technology is going to change over the next 25 years, and I'm deeply interested in it. But the one thing I know for strategic coach entrepreneurs, it's just going to be as simple when it's 20 times more complicated for the world. It'll just stay the same as it is today. Mm, that is such a cool thought. It's actually a capability to stay simple, to stay focused. Well, it's the number one capability in the world. Regardless of how disruptive and unpredictable and complicated the world gets for everybody else, it always stays completely simple and clear for you. I think that's 
the greatest human advantage that there is. <laughs> no kidding. And I love your foresight, Dan, from back reading that article in 1973. And it was when you part of what you included in the great crossover is you saw the shift of bureaucracies collapsing and new networks emerging. I mean, you've been talking about this for 30 plus years, mm -hmm. which is really exciting. And I also love how Coach, part of how it does this, and you've said this before, is it, you help people unclutter their minds, mm -hmm. right? It's like there's so much stuff they have to sort through. And you're so clear that if people can just think clearly, mm -hmm about themselves, their experience, their futures, they have the answers, but they just don't have the way to, to get things simple enough to be able to have those thoughts. Yeah, I've got a test that I do with any new thinking tool that we do, and we have hundreds of thinking tools in code. Mm -hmm. But I have a hundred years back test and I have a hundred years forward test. So it's 2022 as we're doing this podcast. And I'm creating some tools this afternoon. I've come up with some new ideas. So I have some new thinking tools that I'm creating. When I'm doing the new tool, I go back to 100 years to 1922. And I say, would this have been valuable and useful and understandable in 1922? And I've gotten to the point where the answer is always yes. Okay. And then I go to 2122. I go 100 years into the future. And I said, would this just be as clear and simple to use 100 years from now? And the answer is always yes. They're timeless. All the tools are timeless, which means that regardless of what happens, the people who are skilled at using the thinking tools, it'll always be simple. What a great test to do, Dan, like back 100 years, forward 100 years. That's something that I'm going to take away from this conversation, because is this a good idea just for right now? Will it be good in, you know, an hour or two from now, a week or two, a month, years? But 100 years really does take you out of just that transactional experience to actually something that is, in fact, mm -hmm. timeless. Yeah, and we have some growing proof of this. We're starting to get returnees to the program who haven't been here for 25 years. They haven't been in the program. And they come in, first, they say, it feels exactly the same. What we're doing is exactly the same. It was great back then, and it's really great now. How is it that you didn't change? And I said, once you grasp these thinking tools, life doesn't change. Mm -hmm. I mean, it changes for the good. I mean, you you got bigger opportunities. You got bigger capabilities, you got bigger results, mm -hmm. bigger success. But that's qualitative change. That's not quantitative change. Dan, part of why I love this is because I think we talk about this with 10x a lot. A lot of people, as they think about growth and they think about having a bigger future, it looks like 10 times complexity, which no sane person would sign up for, just saying, you know, but 10 times simplicity, you know, if you know that your life will be as simple or more simple when you personally are 10x, be that free time or revenue or cash flow, that's so confidence inspiring. You know, people are like, okay, sign me up. But a lot of people are very hesitant if they don't have the capability of simplifying or to have the principles that you're talking about because that just looks like chaos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. They're really cool. So this is such a great description, Dan. I didn't know where it was going to go. <laughs> sure enough, it went somewhere different than I thought. But when someone first looks at something, you know, the, the whole idea of simplicity on the near side versus the far side of complexity, you know, what you've just described with people coming back to the program after 25 years, it really is that simplicity on the far side of complexity. 
you know, they come back, it feels the same, the thinking processes get them to a really clear place. They know exactly what to do after their workshop to take action. So I love knowing that that's what we're doing at Coach. That's exciting. Yeah, and I find that one of the reasons why they come back is that the only thing that stayed simple during the complexity while they were out of the program was what they learned in the program. Mm. And they come back and they say, you know, the stuff I learned 25 years ago is even more valuable to me now. And a lot of these individuals came back during the COVID lockdown. It was a double dose of mm-hmm. uncertainty and unpredictability. Yeah. Yeah. But I think always staying simple is it's right up there at the top of really good human skills. I agree. It's becoming more challenging because of the external influences of technology and the microchip, as you said. Mm-hmm. The irony of what you're saying, I just got an email this morning from a 20 plus year client. He says, I use coach principles every single day. I use the tools every single day. And it's, you know, unique ability, entrepreneurial time system, free focus and buffer days, impact filters, strategy circles. All of these things are so timeless and true, regardless of what's happening on the outside world. Mm -hmm. So I love what you and we have created. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Shannon.